This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network, the least topical podcast on the internet. Today's topic was tarps. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. And I'm Adam Lustig. And it is now episode 223. It is day-night doubleheader. We put out an episode on Monday, Adam. Um, that yes. episode uh, kind of covered the past three weeks and all the news that yeah. has unfolded. Uh, as a reminder, if you guys want to learn more about what we talked about, you can either go to the web, uh, the podcast, of course. You can also go to the website, blacklivesmatters.card.co, and that will help you with any sort of resources you might be looking for. Um, yes. But Adam, taking off two weeks and then doing an episode that doesn't involve the No Joke Hall of Fame puts us behind the proverbial eight ball. We're way behind the eight ball, and that eight ball is filled with voicemails. That's right. I sometimes, <laughs> when I think about like riches, cartoon riches, my first yes. thought will be Uncle Scrooge jumping into his money bin. Naturally. He like he dives and he goes deep down. He goes deep. It, impli- <laughs> it implies that it is like at a diving depth. Right. Well, right right now, yeah, that, that that metaphor would be emails, and we would be diving into emails and voicemails and just blow many, many, yeah. many. <laughs> Great. Well, I, I'm honestly excited to uh, to listen to the voicemails and to, uh, uh, yeah, keep engaging with all of you about the um, critical topic of the evolution of the No Joke Hall of Fame, which has, is not far from our minds. Um, it's something that uh, – it's definitely something worth digging back into. And I think it's accidentally topical because in this COVID-19 world, uh, pro sports are trying to figure out a way to safely put teams and players right. in a quote-unquote bubble. Basically, a right. self-contained environment. And lo and behold, we have been building out the blueprints for how to <laughs> do that for the past 20 weeks. I guess that's true. Like, unbeknownst to us, we've been sort of constructing, collectively constructing <laughs> sort of a COVID, a COVID safe or at least COVID conscious uh, bubble prison hall of fame jail. Mm. <laughs> no, you're yeah. the bubble prison hall of fame jail. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Adam, we have a lot of voicemails to get to, so I think that we should. But before we do, I think it's also important that we say today's topic right out the gate. Oh, yes. From nojokepubliclist.com. I believe it had three votes. I think that's real correct. Sweet, real sweet spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Adam, what are we going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about with three votes, which is, like Billy said, right in our wheelhouse, not a super high demand, but more than zero. We will be mm. talking about TARP. T-A-R-P. <laughs> TARP. All of your neighbors had one stuffed in the corner of the fence area by the wheelbarrow and some mystery pile of dirt. Everybody had that one TARP. There, it's inexplicably always blue. Always the, <laughs> always the same shade always, of blue. Yeah. It always has collected rainwater and leaves in the cracks that when you lift it up, it like unbends and spills on your feet. It's TARP. It's tarp adam do you ever did you i mean this is going to be a big broad question do you remember having a specific tarp growing up <laughs> first of all I, just, <laughs> I can't get enough of the word itself it is yeah. so pleasing to me it's got i mean tarp is uh, is striking me as one of the most beautiful words of our english language right now yeah, um, i think when no joke listeners uh see that uh the name of this episode being tarp they're definitely going to assume that there's a typo somewhere in that word <laughs> Exactly. Do they mean tart? What are they talking about? LARPing? Yeah. Not to uh, get too far off topic, but I remember once being a little kid and driving, my parents were driving us to my grandparents' house Uh the same way we went a thousand times, Sunrise Highway to Lindbrook, and spray painted for some reason on the train that runs parallel to Sunrise Highway was the word half. (laughs) H-A-L-F. And I saw it and I was like, I don't know what that word means. And for the whole ride, I was like, what is half? Half. What is half? And that is going to be, I think, a lot of people's experience when they see the word tarp. It is a real word, but for a while, it's going to be like, tarp? Tarp. Tarp. Exactly. Right. Um, 
I'm trying to think of my sort of like nascent experiences with TARP. And I have mm-hmm. to think that my my parents and my, my like growing up, we had like a fairly modest sized raised ranch house with a pretty small garage that was like used for cars. So like mm-hmm. there wasn't a ton of stuff to be covered with TARP. We didn't have a lot of use for TARP. Uh, we didn't really put TARP over much because we had – we didn't have like – much in the backyard that we wanted to protect from rain, et cetera. So uh, I didn't, I don't, I don't know if we had a home tarp. However, I do recall playing oh. league baseball and whenever there would be a rain out, they would roll out the, roll out the tarp. Oh yeah. <laughs> roll out that tarp. So I think to me, it was always like a little, I don't know. I was always like a little in awe of tarp. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> it was, I was in all so specific. The baseball tarp is definitely like the most searched version of tarp, right? Like yeah. that's keeping the tarp industry alive. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think. I think so. I think baseball so. tarp. Co- yeah, covering like the, up, covering up dirt that needs to stay dry. Because there's yeah. no other phrase. Like when you go to the baseball game and there's like cloud coverage and you're like, uh oh, it might rain. It's like everyone talks about the tarp not like the field <laughs> covering not the plastic field covering everyone acknowledges tarp it almost makes me think that and i have no research whatsoever to back this up it almost makes me think that it might be like kleenex where it's like there's a company like a trademark company called tarp do you know what I, mean? like, I, I wonder i truly wonder i wonder if it's like tarp tm or if it's just lowercase t tarp and that's there's like jiffy brand tarp and nike brand tarp <laughs> right like but american I, made tarp Right. I could just see yeah. some like Nebraska like offhand tarp company that's just like <laughs> I'm into it. Um we had tarp exactly. in our house. We had Where, so we oh. had a backyard and my dad, right. we had a fireplace and my dad had a great really has a great relationship with logs. Yeah. Yeah. We had <laughs> logs growing up, heavy. And sometimes yes. they'd be big logs that we would have to make into smaller logs. Yes. Sometimes we'd be at multiplying logs. <laughs> and he realized that they should go in the garage, but there was a while and maybe there still is a time where it will have logs in the back. And if you live in the Northeast, Adam, those logs are going to get rained on. And what do you cover logs with? That big blue tarp. T-A-R-P. Tarp, 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 tarp. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, oh, that's that's really good. Yeah, keeping things dry, covering things, protecting them from rain. Um, mm. Out here in California, we go over to Maggie's sister's house a lot, and they have a pool. And one of the main features of this pool, the pool covering, is essentially like a big wheel of tarp, a wheel of tarp. That You're they right. sort of like that, wheel. That, that is a tarp as well. That is a tarp. So there's baseball field tarp. There's wood tarp. There's pool tarp. Um, all blue. There's all always blue. Yeah, always blue. Except I would say that sometimes they are like an off shade of forest green brown, and those are used shade structure. Oh, shade structure brown tarp for shade structure. Yes, mm-hmm. not yeah. translucent, and it'll yeah, be tied to like four different trees on an angle, and now you could sit in that shade area. Shade so, structure tarp. And so, I mean, like tarp is actually incredibly vital to yeah. us as a, as a human civilization. I think we're discovering exactly. that tarp is actually like a huge kind of like linchpin of our way of life. So, yeah. geez, thank you, tarp. Yeah, I think that we really shined a, a very respectful uh, light on tarp for the first eight minutes of the No Joe <laughs> podcast. Like, we didn't know where it was going to go, but I think we just really honored tarp. Yeah, there's something too that I find very sort of like pleasing the few interactions that I've had with tarp. Uh, mm. There's something very pleasing about kind of like getting a buddy and folding it up and and, and kind of Good putting call. away the tarp. There's Good something nice call. like because when you you when you use tarp, that mm. is indicating like like you said, there's obviously many different uses for tarp, but one is oh no, cover it up, it's about to rain. So there's mm-hmm. like a when the tarp comes out, that means the fun is stopped in a certain way. It like mm-hmm. it almost goes hand in hand with that. So there's a great joy in putting away the tarp because that means we the rain it. has stopped and we uh, play ball. We can play yes. ball exactly. We did it exactly. There's like a, there's a sense of accomplishment when you can put the tarp yeah. away. Yes, you've weathered the storm. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Right. Um, Well, we should. uh, One thing I should mention, Adam, we are. uh, This is a little topical. This is a little off tarp for a second. But today, (laughs) Gavin Newsom uh, suggested, um, not suggested, made law that everyone in the state of California, when outside, has to wear a mask. Oh, great. What about little tarp 
masks. Is that an unpleasant, that feels like that might be unpleasant in the face. Yeah. Like you're saying if the masks were made of, of tarp of like yeah. crinkly sort of like plasticky tarp. Cause we talked about how safe they make us feel, but really yeah. I'm starting to realize that that might be too close to the old uh, nose and mouth. It might be a little too close to the old nose and mouth. Although these masks are essentially face tarp. I mean, like it is little our little own individual tar- our little own individual nose and mouth tarps. That is uh, true. Might as well- <laughs> highly concentrated face tarps. Super localized tarp. Yeah. Oh come on! You can't say <laughs> super localized tarp with that level of bravado. <laughs> I- <laughs> Real bravado. I said it like I've said it before. Like it was no. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. You were curling. You were holding a thirty pound weight curling when you said that. <laughs> oh my god. You're the man. I would love. I would love a. Um, I would love a, if not an actual tarp mask. Maybe just. Would it be cool just to have a mask designed like tarp? You know how you can like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if people know be like, either. "Whoa, cool tarp design." Tarp is function more than it is form. I think that's I think that's true. I think you're right about that. It's not one last one last alt tarp use I will mention. A surprising use of tarp in the home is IKEA bags. Those feel like domesticated tarp. Billy, I'm putting my finger on my nose and I'm pointing at the microphone as if to say exactly right, my friend. No that is straight up tarp. I mean that is tarp. That is a revolutionary use of tarp. That blue, big, wow. big surprise, big surprise. That big blue tarpy bag from IKEA is tarp. I, 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 you're you're blowing my mind right now. That is the most sort of quotidian, and I would say sort of like that is the most almost almost the most common use of tarp na- nowadays. I would say mm-hmm. is IKEA. Wow, you nailed it there. And no one questions it. Everyone's like, I, what, what, how did we give Ikea the pass to have such a revolutionary bag? Yeah, Ikea done did it. I think it's because the bag is so big. Like, the, like mm, It's yeah, an unusual it's size. Like, yeah, exactly. That It can't just be normal cloth. It might rip. It can't be mesh. It's like a little too – you can't make a, a mesh bag that big. I mean those bags are huge. They so probably can, tested every fabric. And they yeah, said, exactly. Listen, we have an unusual bag. It's going to be oblong and not that deep. And yes. ultimately it's going to fan out at the top. So it's not the most efficient bag. <laughs> no way. What can we do to give it the most like efficient outside? And yes. I tested all these different materials. Yes. And then some young rocket scientist like barged into the conference room yes. and they said – I got it. Yes. Tarp. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And they all went out for drinks. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> right. Uh, wow. Okay. Wow. I think you really cracked it there. Tarp. Ikea is, is almost the biggest purveyor. Like you said, the baseball industry and Ikea are keeping big tarp alive. That's right. And Big Shade. When Big Shade comes in, they sometimes use the tarp as well. Um, Adam, I mentioned that we are buried, buried under VMs. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. just hammered out a quick 13 on tarp. <laughs> hey, we're very tarpical. Billy, now Bill. You did it to yourself. <laughs> you did. And that's what really hurts. <laughs> Wowzers. Okay. I think that we just have to isolate and make that a localized tarp act. As much as I want to get into voicemails, I feel like we have to honor the tarp and say that act we went heavy on tarp. Yep. Did what we're not paid to do. Um, so, Adam, a song. A song. Tarp specific? Does Joanna do some play the tarp? Oh, Billy, now you did it to thine self. <laughs> I oh. know I did, but that's what really hurts. <laughs> I'm having a ball over here. Um, yeah. Well, okay. mm. yeah tarp. tarp. Tarp Garfunkel. Tarp. <laughs> Tarp, rain. Tarp. There's a lot of rain in music that we could get into if we if we need to cross that bridge. Mm, rain. Um, take there's there's baseball adjacent. There's your take me out to the ball game. Oh oh well, here's something that we could play. Maybe this is not. Is it at Yankee Stadium? Oh no, that's not tarp. Forgive me. I'm getting my signals crossed here. At Yankee Stadium, okay. they do the thing where they where they where they rake the infield during the seventh inning stretch while they play YMCA. Am I mistaken, or is that the Mets? I, no? I think you're correct. I think you're correct. Okay, got it. But that is not tarp related. I thought that was maybe the the, the infield crew with the tarp, but it is rakes. Should we play YMCA? We can. We can. Should we play YMCA? 
always an option. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't play it on the Jock Jams episode, yeah, but really. this feels um, that, that as appropriate as Jock Jams. I mean, <laughs> we're talking about baseball tarp. These men, if the tarp isn't on the field, these men are. Yes. So exactly. what do you say that we honor the field <laughs> as baseball tries to figure out a way to put the players back on the field? Good call. So them. the tarp isn't on, the players aren't on. So let's play YMCA <laughs> and let the groundskeepers get on the field. <laughs> back to the no joke podcast that was the village people's iconic song ymca and we are of course talking tarp so when the village people i don't know any of the the history of the village people Me neither, honestly. Of, oh, oh you don't okay because no. i was going to ask like is that made by there was a native american man there was a cop there was oh, a officer, yeah, yeah. The people you would see in the quote-unquote village the national village yeah are yes if you're walking down Main Street, who amongst us isn't going to see a Native American in a headdress, yes. a construction worker, a police, police officer? Yes. You get it. Yes. Um, is that something that a studio is like, or like a record label is like, we're going to build like a, this type of pop group? Or That's... do these men get together, you know, one night over drinks and um, yeah. they say, you'll be the Native American, I'll be the cop and we'll sing? I wonder, Billy, it is hilarious to imagine like Sony Records boardroom executives being like, we're going to build a super group. 
almost mm. like making the band. Like we're going to build a super group of people from around the neighborhood. That's how they make these groups, you know, like Backstreet Boys, I like know. those guys auditioned and were cast in those roles. Cause they had like proof that this was going to work at this time. Like, did yes. you think that there was some sort of savvy person that was like, we're going to get this cop to sing about a macho man. Yeah, really. I <clears throat> pardon me. My throat is a little uh, fakakta here. Uh, but uh, I wonder about that. I do wonder. It seems to me uh, like uh, that could have been the origin story of the village people. It sort of makes them kind of superheroes in their own way to imagine that they were sort of assembled like Captain Planet, like that. <laughs> uh, well, this feels like a good opportunity, Adam, for us to check in with Eli, the expert, and say, Eli, it's been a minute oh, since yeah. you've asked for something, and simultaneously, specifically, five fast facts. If we can get good five call, fast well. facts. Eli, the expert on the village people, maybe about how they were uh, born into this world. We would love yep. to know. Yep. Um, speaking of Eli, the expert, Adam, uh, we yes. are Uncle Scrooge and we are buried under coins. Those coins are emails. <laughs> yes. So uh, what do you say that um, we get into some of the emails? These are from a while ago. Okay. Great. Some of these are from May. So um, we'll have to be reminded. But first, let's check in with Susie from Baltimore. Okay. Our civil engineer. Yeah, that's right. Um, she appreciated uh, and learned for the first time. She says, uh, Billy and Adam, thank you for enlightening me that civil in civil engineering comes from civilization. I've never thought about that, and my entire career makes much more sense now. That's Please hilarious. see the attached voicemail. Amazing. All right, Adam, you taught, you taught an important <laughs> lesson. I'm impressed. Great. All right, let's hear from Susie in Baltimore real quick. Hello, Billy and Adam. This is the resident civil engineer, Susie from Baltimore. <laughs> Unfortunately, I am starting out with some bad news. Oh, no. I should have disclosed before, but a facility of this type costs around 50 to 100 million U.S. dollars. Oh, boy. Gosh. Oh, boy. All right. Let's just keep going. Oh, gosh. So unless we are going to cap the admittances, which is clearly against the policies of the Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. we might have to have a lemonade stand or otherwise get creative with the fundraising. Lemonade. Yeah. The good news is that an outdoor recreation space, including equipment, as well as the basketball court, would run more in the field of 50000 oh, okay. I love the idea of a great room style interior. I think that is a great encouragement to friendships. Mm -hmm. And I would like to take that further as suggesting two-person rooms. Oh. Now, this might sound like a prison, but I would pitch it more as a dorm community building uh, arrangement. Yes. Good reframing. Yeah. I have to say that it's out of my wheelhouse. I will need to consult with my colleagues, okay. but I will look into it and see what we can do. Thank you, Susie. Last, All right. in the event of an apocalypse, and I do want to emphasize exclusively in the event of an apocalypse i would be happy Good. to host the podcast with spencer the broadcaster oh <laughs> susie's secret mission comes out in the last few seconds in the event of an apocalypse, we have – at least we know that the podcast is in incredibly capable and well-voiced hands. That mm -hmm. makes me feel good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Forward-thinking hands. Um, Adam, Susie just gave me an, a huge idea. First, I'd like to apologize because I think that I pushed back on the outdoor recreation area, and suddenly I'm realizing, Adam, what? that the NBA's problems and the no-joke Hall of Fame's problems, we need $50 million, and we have an outdoor – Breathable airspace area Whoa, to Bill. host basketball games. Bill. What if the No Joke Hall of Fame steals Disney's contract Come and on. brings the NBA to our outdoor facilities? So we get their email and they can play some hoops. I love, I love this. I okay. love this. It's solving a problem that doesn't exist with a Hall of Fame that doesn't exist. Uh, this, mm -hmm. is, this is what we do here on the No Show Podcast. We find solutions to problems, both of which the solution and the problem may or may not be real. That's what we do here. That's and what we do to that cause. Another thing we do here, Adam, is uh, get to voicemails entirely too late. And sometimes those voicemails um, are from Susie in Baltimore, just talking about general constructive needs. Yeah. And sometimes they revolve around people's weddings. Oh. Specifically, Adam, weddings that you, I, and the entire No Joke Hall of Fame were invited to. Oh. The wedding, those weddings have come and gone, oh, unfortunately. Gosh. We really missed the boat on this one. Oh, gosh. And I hate to admit it, but it was Pastor Josh's wedding. Pastor oh, Josh. That's right. No joke hall of fame. We got an email on May 31st. Unfortunately, we were in a bit of a hiatus. 
um, inviting all of us to Pastor Josh's wedding, which we all hope went spectacularly. Um, that being said, Adam, let's hear from Pastor Josh real quick Would love and his to. heartfelt invitation, and then uh, we can follow up with more. Great. Hi, Billy and Adam. This is Pastor Josh speaking. Um, I'd just like to invite you boys and the whole No Joke Nation oh. to my wedding this Saturday. Uh, live stream, of course. Oh. But I will be sending you the link attached in this email. And you guys have permission to share that and join in my wife, uh, my future wife, and I's uh, holy matrimony. Wonderful. Thanks, and God bless. Oh, Josh. Man. Yes. Well, first. Congrats. Oh, my Big God. Congrats. Of Pastor Josh, congratulations. Seriously, congratulations. That is wonderful to hear. Yes. Big congrats from all of the No Joke Nation on that one, man. That is super duper rad. Congrats. Yes. Kudos. Yes. Uh, may I suggest, I don't know if you guys have a honeymoon in mind, but Reno is really beautiful this time of year. Um, Are you fans of the NBA? <laughs> because I've got news for you. <laughs> we might be hosting the NBA Finals, Pastor Josh, and you guys are invited to the show. <laughs> to that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's incredible. That super duper rad. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Congrats, Josh. Um, Adam, it's not just the pastor who we haven't heard from in a while. It's also our yeah. resident beatsmith, Caleb Farley, the person who has made many, many a remix for the podcast. Oh, yeah. yes. um, I believe that he, I don't know if he, well, let's just say that he sent us an email and the, and the subject says, all hail Ruth. I think that's a good start. <laughs> okay. His, sub, his body says, hey, Billy and Adam, top-notch stuff per usual. Here's a voicemail from your hip-hop producer commenting on the latest potholders drama, plus me, as food. So the latest potholders drama when we last checked in was that Ruth said that she would um, have, uh, if, she, if a friend needed a potholder, she would have made a potholder that would be better than the one that was used in Caleb's music video. So, so we're at least a different style. That's right. Yes. A, a different style. Right. Yeah. That's not exactly her style. We're going to hear Caleb's reaction to your mother-in-law and all of our mother-in-law's reaction yes. to <laughs> a Google image searched uh, potholder that he used <laughs> In a remixed um, song to our podcast. Thank I'm you sure for that, that context. Sense. Yes. Okay. Hey, Billy and Adam and No Joke Nash. This is Caleb coming at you from my closet in the new house. Uh, hype from Atlanta. Nice. Uh, if I'm going to be a real hip-hop producer, uh, I figured I got to come to the heart of hip-hop. There it culture. is. So, um Great new episode. Um, I was, you know, I've got to say, I, you know, I, I tweeted, but I, I was rightfully called out, you know, by our resident mother-in-law, Ruth. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to offer my artist interpretation when it came to the implementation yeah. of the potholder. You know, I, I just, <clears throat> the way that it came out in, in the final mix of the song it just really felt that like you know it was almost as if ruth was was rising above mm. you know the the title and was like you know what you can have this 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 rap title because mm. you know if mm. you come at me if you really want to come at me uh -oh. you might end up with a, a wonderful handcrafted <laughs> made with love artisanal yes pot holder and, you know i gotta i gotta say laziness on my part just google no. searching a potholder. Knew that. You know, if I, I would love if if there if if we could see some uh some photographic evidence of Ruth is you know, I don't believe it. I just I gotta see these bad boys. Yep. Mm. Put up or shut up, um, he's saying. Anyway, um <laughs> if I was a food, I would be mashed potatoes because nice. uh, I'm popular at dinner parties, uh but I am I'm a little salty. Love All that, right? Caleb. Um and I just love mashed potatoes. Five ten. Five ten. <laughs> There's no goodbye, folks. There's just the height. Goodbye. There's the sign off is I'm I'm five ten. Period. Wow, Caleb. Um, I, on that five ten note, uh, I just like to say, everyone, go on to the Apple Podcast page, rate, review, and subscribe. And when you review, just write hyped for height. Yeah, hyped for height because yep. the heights are coming in. The and if you're hyped for height, like we're hyped for height, yep. let us know. 
So review the podcast there. Um, um, congrats on Atlanta and being in your new spot. Uh, I have to say you are such a gracious, such a gracious person. Um, yes. Understanding Ruth's perspective about potholder quality and sort of stock image, um, Google search potholder V, her sort of artisanal handcrafted, very considered real thing. Um, I do mm-hmm. have some potholders that Ruth made for Maggie and me here at the house that I will take a picture of. And maybe we can post that just to give a bit of a visual reference for Ruth's idiosyncratic style of potholder um mm-hmm. but um great to hear from you man and uh and keep up the great work but yes keep up the great work one question i have yeah are slip and slides tarps oh huh yes mm. well mm. okay not so quick <laughs> I think that we're dealing with oh, – okay, here, here's my impulse. I think that a slip and slide sort of if you like buy it at a store – if you go to Toys R Us and they get a proper slip and slide or if like you rent something, to me, that whole thing is made of like bounce house material. That's sort mm. of like okay. – however, if you were just like DIYing slip and slide, like if you don't have access to the full fancy sure. thing, then I think a tarp and you wet the tarp and there you have it. That's a slip and oh. slide. Correct. You can slip and you can slide, but slip and slide actually has a more trademarked, nuanced version of their tarp. That's my understanding. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Um, Adam, one more voicemail before we get into the act break. Yes, please. Okie dokie. Let's see who we have here. Ooh, New Blood. Hey. No, I love that. New Blood. All right. New Blood comes in from Joel. It says, Hi, Billy and Adam. Attached is my voicemail application for a very needed position in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Official, no joke, mime. Okay. Mime. Okay. <laughs> Hope it goes well. In addition to go along with your last dance pod, I have a basketball question for you. Okay. Do you guys have favorite current NBA players? As a Dallas native, it's obviously Luke for me, with a special shout out to sure. Ryan Archie Diacono. So before we get into any sort of NBA questions, Adam, let's listen to this yes. mime voicemail. Do we both think we have a hunch how this might go? I, I, I don't have a. He wants to be the mime. Uh, I, 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 um, let's just listen. I'm, I'm let's, ready to just listen. Yes. let's just listen. This is the no joke mime leaving a voicemail. Wait. <laughs> yep. Are you getting it yet, yep, Adam? Yep. Yep. I understand. Because the mime is still talking. Yep. I'm in on the joke and I get it and I like it. And the mime just stops talking. I like it. I like it. Yep. That's that was the only way to play that joke. I like Joel Watson, we don't expect you to say thank you, and I'm so excited to join because you're our new mime. Now shut up. <laughs> you're the mime. Shut up. If you uh, if you're interested in being sort of a, a more traditional kind of Marcel Marceau mime in the French kind of tradition, uh, Emma mm-hmm. is always here as sort of a cultural reference point. If you right. want to go your own way with it and be sort of a new kind of a 21st century postmodern mime, that is up to you, Joel. We do not expect an answer. In fact, we expect not an answer. So the only thing I expect is that you are going to be trapped in a glass cage from time to time and tugging on an invisible rope. <laughs> Exactly. That's what I know about mimes, and that's my expectations of mimes. You fill, you check off those two boxes, and I'll say, that's a damn good mime. That's a damn good mime. Uh, well, Joel, we really appreciate your enthusiasm. We can hear your enthusiasm. The, the, the silence is ripe with enthusiasm. So yes. uh, we are eager to see you and not hear you in Reno. That's right. Adam, second act break. Second okay. act break. Mime. 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 <laughs> Mime. 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 It's kind of as weird as tarp. It is. Mime. It is. Mime tarp. Mime. Like tarp. Mime tarp. Mime. Mime. What do we got? The boy is mime? <gasps> the boy is mime. That's pretty good. I mean, we played that song once or twice, so I wouldn't suggest we do, but I mean, that's really great for Joel. The boy is mime. I mean, <laughs> it's about Joel. Uh, it's a mouthy nickname, but that was, should that would be his nickname in yeah. the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's, the boy is mime. The boy is mime. Yeah, mime. Uh, Maya. 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 There's Maya. There's Maya for sure. Um, mm. What was Maya's first smash hit? I remember Get a Superstar, of course. Was like well, she had. Yeah, that was a song she had. This wasn't her first smash hit, but she had a song called uh, Well, My Way was. Oh no, that was Usher. Excuse me. Um, yeah. It was called. It was with Jay Z. It was the. Oh. Hmm. When it went, he said California, Carolina Blue Kicks. 
Ooh. What is it? What okay. the hell was the name of that song? Jay-Z and Maya, huh? That's cool. Yeah. Let's play the Jay-Z and Maya remix and we'll come back with Let's the name it. of it. This is like an early 2000s banger before Jay-Z was even like a super duper star yet. I'm focused, man. Tell Stout to holla at me, man. Uh. Young Hova, you hurt? Track master, you hurt? Yeah. Yes. Yallin', jigga man be ballin', leave chicks pigeon toes, some of them be crawlin', get the best of you whenever I put my all in, have mommies callin' for the Lord, darlin', jigga and Paulin', ass drop, coops with half the top, expose half my knot, nigga mad when I brag about the cash I got, but I'm used to not having a lot, I'm from the gutter and uh, I ain't the type to ever chase your box, I'm the type to interior decorate the watch, I'm the type to sling, heavyweight on the block, in every state I clock, work jiggas to hurt, holla, Telling me yes, why you kissing on my neck, making me feel so. Should I stay? Should I go? I don't know. Your voice drives me wild, but in the back of my mind, I know. Bicycle since I was six. Uh, high school, the crossover, wave the way kicks. Music is the same shit, gave away hits. So, my, get it together or forget it forever. When I go at you hard, I can get it through leather. You act like Jigger can get it, whoever talking, you got a man. Okay, my, and that's high school making me chase you round for months. Having a fear, act like an adult for once. Plus, my hand is up your skirt, goddamn, you flirt. What's a little me on top gonna hurt? Maybe a little, but. Pain is pleasure and pressure bust fights And you look like the I like it rough type We can crush the night, tell me what you like I got a yellow bottle on a bucket of ice Get right, young hover Even though I wanna see How you put that thing on me I can't let you Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. That was Jay-Z and Maya with the Best of Me remix. That song reeks of early 2000s. That is right. Like, I don't know why, but the word jagged edge just comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, that's like Blackstreet. That is like SWV exactly. 702. These like exactly. R&B groups were like such an era. 112. Yes. They were such an era. And like when you hear Maya and Jay-Z, it feels like Ja Rule and Ashanti. It's just such an era. Absolutely. Good call. Um, Adam, we were uh, asked that was, in that you, Joel. Uh, yeah, back to Joel's question real quick. Uh, the boy is mime's question real quick. He also asked, <laughs> do we have a favorite current player in the NBA? And it's funny, Adam. I don't think that – I don't know if I could point to who your favorite current player is in the NBA. I don't know if I have one right now. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, for so long I was such an – I mean, Allen Iverson defined my NBA fandom for so much of my youth. And I, don't, mm-hmm. I haven't really sort of adopted a – I mean, there's – 
people whose like attitudes I tend to now I gravitate towards like the ornery veterans, the Ray John Rondos and the Jimmy Butlers, mm-hmm. frankly, the people who mm-hmm. are like just as uh, as likely to like start trouble amongst their own teammates than they are to like do something nice for someone. I don't know why mm-hmm. I like those kind of players, but uh, I don't know. I Jimmy Butler, there's something about Jimmy Butler. I'll tell you one thing about Butler. I just can't take my eyes off him and I want to know every single thing he's up to off the court. Oh, so interesting. Uh, I do I do find myself gravitating towards Jimmy Butler. I wouldn't say he's my favorite, but he I'm definitely most compelled by him, I would say. Fun. How about you, Bill? Trey Young on the Hawks. Trey Young. Right Trey Young. He's just yeah, like I know this only because I had NBA League Pass, which gives me the ability to watch every single NBA game every yeah. night. And yeah. I always watched Hawks games. It was just like as simple as that. Like I was just like this my I'm just more captivated by this team and this guy than anyone else. He is like he is crazy. I can't believe the I don't know what other word to use, but chutzpah? I feel like mm. he has like more. He has like Steph Curry level chutzpah, where it's just like, yes, I will like dance around you. I will try to nutmeg you at forty five feet, and then pull up a three at forty one feet, and it's like, mm-hmm. how? Mm-hmm. It's so awesome. Yeah, he's he really is much must must watch TV. Yeah, he's and I speaking on the NBA, Adam. Let's just talk about the NBA trying to reopen right now. Yeah. Um, the NBA has. Is it gonna happen? Um, so, I mean, they have the dates in place. Um, the players and the owners haven't come to, and the league haven't come to, I think, a full agreement yet. There's, it's yes. like, there's a lot of interesting elements to it. There are some people who are like, I don't think it's medically safe. Right. Some people are like, I don't think that it's socially healthy to right. put us through this type of thing. Other people are saying that, um, mostly like led by Kyrie Irving and mm-hmm. a few other players, that mm-hmm. it's going to take away from the overall message of what's happening with, regarding social justice yep. and that people will just start talking about the NBA as yep. opposed to the real change that's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of uh, interesting elements. And one other element is that Florida currently is spiking higher than any other state, like Texas and California are close, but Florida um, and Orlando specifically are riddled oh, with COVID. Oh, God. So it, it's such a, it's such a fascinating yeah. loaded, loaded. They want to play six regular season games and then play some sort of like, prorated playoff schedule it's all just so odd so and i didn't yes no no please what, what were you going to say I, I like i didn't really read because i know that they like put out like woge and and the various like shamses and woges of the of the nba twitter world were like putting out all of the guidelines i didn't read them too voraciously like all of the specific guidelines but like players are allowed to bring their own what like trainers and massage therapists and like there was like one detail where it was like you can play ping pong but only singles not doubles because we don't want uh, you guys cl- back close to each other <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Yes, that was one of the mandates. You can't play doubles ping pong, uh, <laughs> yeah. but you can foul one another on the court and, yeah. you know, like hand check one another and be bumping and sweating into one another, like for 48 c- continuous minutes. Um, so, how they have it is that Something they're going to have it in the wide world of sports. They're going to have it in the wide world of sports in Disney. And it's like a 60 mm-hmm. acre, something huge campus, maybe like quadruple that. And there's a wow. number of hotels and for the first 45 days, I believe that it's actually going to be pretty stripped down with who you can bring outside of like general team like management. Like mm-hmm. I think there's mm-hmm. a situation where not all assistant coaches are even invited to oh, come. Oh, wow. wow. Um, there might be a reality in which some head coaches aren't invited to come. Um, really? Due to like, yeah, I mean, well, they're pushing back, but they're saying like statistics show that after 70, you're much more likely to Jeez. not recover the same way. And wow. you know, Popovich and D'Antoni and these guys are wow. a certain age. Interesting. Um, but yeah, after 45 days, when half of the teams are eliminated, that's when players can start bringing back their family and mm-hmm. uh, like like two, two, three family members. It's all just so, it's a very like, there's just so many weird narratives happening trying to make this thing work. And yeah. uh, I'm curious what your, you as a basketball fan, are you hopeful? Do you care? Like, what's your perspective I, on it? I guess I want as a... <sighs> I don't know. I, I haven't, I don't have my thoughts sorted quite yet, to be honest with you. I mean, like, I feel like, um, hmm, what do I think? I think that the COVID is my main concern. I get Kyrie's point about, um, I, I, I pardon me, I, I see both ends of that argument about this sort of would the NBA being back in any way distract or detract from the Black Lives Matter social justice momentum and groundswell that feels to that seems like it's really sort of in motion in a wonderful way right, right. now. I, I take his point. I think that's really worth considering. I also feel like there is a counter argument to that, which is like, well, if the NBA has a platform, then they could sort of use that platform, use the fact that they're sort of the only sort of sports entertainment game in town right now to sort of further amplify those messages of social justice. And mm-hmm. I could see that. 
as well. They have, you know, um, you know, Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery's and George Floyd's name on the courts and they take certain things and like, I-, I could see it sort of almost advancing the cause in a way I th- I'm, I maybe perhaps, um, right. but the COVID of it all is the, to me is like the, yeah, like the big red flag main concern. And I saw something this morning, I scrolled by a tweet that I did not read, which is like the NBA is, may have access to these like ring, these like rings that the, did you see this? That the rings that yeah. the players can wear that would like detect COVID or super early on. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man, I, the health, the health. I'd be curious how many when uh, when it was what was it nineteen eighteen when the Spanish flu like was up the last like yeah. major like was epidemic yeah the polio that yes 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 the Spanish flu. So and, I, yes. I wonder how many like uh, pseudo breakthrough inventions yeah. or, or or like um, potions were created yeah, right that, like that claim like this is actually the thing you need to drink to fix the problem. That's so you know that's such a good point. And, and yeah. when I saw that ring, I was like, uh-huh, someone is making bank on something that probably can't prove shit. <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> Maybe like I'm wrong, but, you know, yeah. those things tend to, they wouldn't just come out, like, buried in a press release somewhere. Right. You know, if this was a real thing, like, like social elite everywhere would be trying to get these rings. I think you're right. There is, like, a digital snake oil salesman element to that. Like, these rings I mean, will we'll tell you if you have the, the illness. Just I mean, there. a lot of pharmaceuticals like start with just trying to manufacture a problem right. and then say, we have the solution. Right. You right. know what I yeah. mean? And there's definitely going to be people and companies who are going to pop up out of nowhere claiming, you know, identifying a problem saying, we can give you the solution. And yes. that ring that the players could wear. I don't know. Maybe I, I'd like to be to be proven wrong. Yeah. But, you know, that, that's my gut. Is yeah. That, you know, and it, so much of it happens in, and I think this is also just like a, a massive metaphor for the times we're living in. Like all of this happens in just this impatience by people right. to want to normalize or just like force back normalcy. Exactly. Like say, like like I can just push my way through it, or I can just like make it what I want right. it to be. Right. But this is that time where it's like, nope. This is like you haven't had to be asked to be patient like this before, but like try it. Yeah. You know, and. and so th- these rings that are coming out and like, despite all this data about Florida and Disney opening at the same time, the NBA is coming back, yeah. like, and it feeling like flying in the face of COVID. There's just so many, everyone's like, it, to me, it feels like a big rush. Wait, <laughs> would, would, di- would Disney World be open as Disney well? World would be opening like in the same kind that's of like, crazy. Call it, that's yeah, crazy dude. talk. That is and insane. Now, now that's not to say that like LeBron's going to be sleeping on like the Tower of Terror, like they're going to be on a separate <laughs> campus, you know, like they're going to be somewhere else. But it's just like why attract all of those people to right. a place that's already like exploding out of control in terms of new cases? Um, so, so, <laughs> will there, so will there be fans allowed at the games? No. So it's interesting. They they kind of clocked out how um, I don't know the exact fan situation, yeah. but like the first row. Um, is only coaches like head coaches and players mm-hmm. and the head coaches I think have to wear masks or they don't, but then the assistant coaches sit two rows behind them. Okay. And I believe they have to be masked. Okay. I don't think that any sort of fan will be in attendance. I have heard that players and other like, like trainers, anyone who's on campus are basically allowed to populate the arenas and watch, it's which camp. is like, it's camp. which is exactly, yeah. which is middle school, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like middle school basketball tournament. Yeah. I mean, that's the part that I like. I mean, like as an NBA fan and just as someone who loves basketball and is just interested and loves all these personalities in the NBA, there's something kind of uh, awesome and really, I don't know, I I am certainly curious and I hope that some version of this experiment is enacted just for, I don't know, for just to, to kind of like... Just because I think it would be interesting, and what is this going to work? And uh, I do think it would be sort of a weirdly fresh new perspective for on the game, and like for all these players to watch each other play, and if for it to be so intimate. At if I'm watching it on TV, am I going to be able to hear every single word they're saying because there's no fan crowd noise? Like, yeah, that's a conversation I'm interested in having more of. I was talking to Amir about this too. I was like, you know. If you, this almost feels like if this were to happen, no fans. Okay. Do you shoot the games like from a directorial standpoint? Do you shoot the games differently? Because like 40% of what you see on screen is the fans in the, in the stadium. And if that's all just dead space, it's like, is it more interesting to try these other angles with that? Do you like Mike? every player and then just have an audio engineer kind of like select who's talking when like are there ways of making this more intimate or interesting or take 
you know, big swings from a production standpoint. Um, because it's like, listen, this isn't the game that we all know. Right. So let's not try and make it that I wonder, you know, or are we conditioned to watch it a certain way? And that's just what we want. Yeah. I mean, I would be, again, I would love, I would love that sort of like weird, intimate stripped down. Every player gets mic'd version of the NBA. I think that'd be weird and cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just yeah. Don't want anyone getting sick. <laughs> yes. It's just like, I don't, none of it is worth uh, COVID. None, none of it. None of it mm-hmm. is worth COVID. <laughs> that's that's true it's about just, the NBA going to Orlando, and that's true about all the decisions we make, yeah. everybody. So please, whether your state or city has reopened, keep the mask on. Be safe. Don't eat in restaurants that are highly populated with people yeah. not wearing masks. Yeah. Don't go to gyms. I mean, these are there's there's just enough news out there now where it's like, oh, this group of ten friends like heard that it was open. They all went to the bar and they all got it. You know, it's just like, just, just use everyone else as the example to say, not me. There's exactly, I know there's a rush, but just use the best judgment you can given your life circumstances. I guess that's what I would say on that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm definitely interested to see how it plays out. I mean, I do feel like, yeah, exactly. We'll see, we'll see what happens. And when is it supposed to start like July, end of July or something? Yeah. End of July. I think my players would start to start reporting in like 10 days or something like that. And then they have three weeks of practice perhaps. And it would also Um, just be so disheartening. And this is just speaking the obvious. It's like, they've put all this planning into it. They've done all the focus groups. It's like the Adam Silver's got it all straightened out. They've been meeting for months. They're going to bring it back. They got the Disney. Everyone is there. They fly everyone there. Everything's safe. Day one, somebody gets sick. It's all shut down. It would just be no, like, no. So if you get sick, it wouldn't get shut down. That's what the, this is. They would, you'd go away, you'd leave, you'd be quarantined yeah. for 14 days. You'd have to fail it. You'd have to pass a test twice before you were readmitted mm-hmm. back into the bubble. Um, mm-hmm. But even if you lost like six players in like the first day of the NBA finals, your team still plays. The show goes on. That's kind of, you know, <laughs> that's whoa. I mean, yeah, a lot of weird variables here. I'd be interested to see it just from almost a, I just wish, <laughs> yeah, I wish it weren't real life. I wish this were some other simulation where we were just, where it was just like, I don't know. Yeah. No the stakes are really high, but it all sounds and pretty interesting. And it's all like really like it feels like barbaric in a way because, you know, when a lot of players and coaches got um, COVID, yeah. we never we don't know that. Right. You know, they like it got to a point where like the first couple were reported yeah. and then like HIPAA and all like these yeah. like medical laws started yes. being like, oh, we have to honor it like the others. But now if we see all the players on the court and then two days later, those three players aren't there right. like. There's no hiding that fact. Exactly. You know, like their privacy and all of that is just, that's gone. So it's, yeah, it's going to, it's like a, it's a microcosm and also like a large scale microcosm of, um, you know, the general reopening and how we choose to repopulate society without a vaccine. But but, but one last question, and maybe I don't know why I'm asked, I'm treating you like you're Dr. Fauci, like you have the interest to all this, but like, okay, so Disney World reopens, are masks mandatory at Disney World, for example? They would only be mandatory, I believe, if the state made them mandatory. Right. Oh, God. I don't know. And it seems way, it seems pretty risky. Yes, sir. They had like, I think they pushed 4,000. I think they cleared 4,000 for the first time yesterday. Or or no, maybe that was Texas. But Texas, California, and uh, Florida. They're I'm not playing around right Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. So that's a fun, that's a light, you know, that's just a light way to end the TARPS episode. TARPS. <laughs> TARPS. Tar- didn't get to the last couple voicemails. Uh, shoot. We're going to have to save them. Yeah. Good news. We have another episode coming out next week. We will get to exactly. those, I promise. Um, Absolutely. We talked tarps. We talked voicemails. We talked yeah. COVID. The big three. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that is the tarps episode, though, Adam. Good job. Wonderful. Good one, man. <laughs> All right. Well, for the tarps episode, I am Billy Scafuri. I am Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much. That was a HeadGum Podcast.